What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Fitness on the Front Lines, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> it's from uh, um, Whose Lines yeah, It Anyway. Yeah. Y'all ever watch that? I've seen it a few times. Oh, man. I used to watch it a lot. I used to watch it's, it a lot, too. It's pretty punny. Yeah. So uh, today we actually have, let me back away from my mic. I'm screaming in mine right now. Um, today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have Justin King on with us. He's a member here at Rocket City CrossFit. How are you today, Justin? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. We're good. How uh, how did y'all's uh, week of training go? Uh, well, my abs right now are absolutely destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about from the uh, is it from the toes to bar toes bench to press? Bar. Yeah, toes to bar, and then today <laughs> doing the eight thousand GHDs. <laughs> oh yeah, you did that during open gym, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. How did that go? Uh. Not not so well. I mean, it's my first time doing DHDs. <laughs> oh, really? Since the you know surgery I had, so right. That felt pretty good though. But nice. I'll, I won't I won't be feeling pretty good tomorrow. So right. Actually, the bench press and toes bar one. That one was one of my more my more favorite ones of the week. Um, I don't know. I just I like workouts that are more like muscle fatigue instead of you know lung capacity. That's just me. That's more my wheelhouse kind of stuff. <laughs> so. But what about you, Eric? How was your week of training go? Terrible. Terrible? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, hard. You, you was like leg destruction and then leg destruction again, just like skip a day yes. and then destroy your legs again. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw what you was having to do. That did not look fun because Monday's workout was not fun. No, it was <laughs> no, awful. It was, was Monday. The see. kettlebell squats, assault bike. Oh, no, no, I didn't like no. that. Either. No, that was just <laughs> straight leg did. burn. Yeah. Just, as, just as quick as possible. So, anyways, uh, we uh, wanted to bring another member in to uh, talk, and we thought that Justin would be a really good one, too. Um, so, first off, I'm going to lead in with, uh, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Well, I actually found a timestamp around about, I don't know, about six months ago uh, from an old employer newsletter. Okay. And I had my, this was in December of 2009. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I had my hobbies listed as CrossFit. <laughs> so I, I was like, I must, it, I started when, when this, this building was the old 24 seven, I think I right. had Kirby. I saw Alex and some of those guys bringing in their own weights, doing some crazy stuff. So you started <laughs> it whenever they were like figuring out CrossFit here. Yes. Yes. But oh. they, People started bringing in their own stuff, and then they actually bought uh, rings yeah. and let you sign them out through. Yeah. Here. So, hmm. what thought, would they bring in? Uh, they would bring in like bumper plates and all kinds. Okay, of stuff. cool. So it was like, I was like, "What are these guys doing?" And I remember seeing Alex with his crazy-looking apocalypse mask on, and just like, <laughs> "Yeah, this guy looks fit, but he also looks crazy." It's <laughs> so like. Do I, do I ask him what he's doing? So I, I think it was Brad Kirby who I first approached. And I was like, man, what are you guys What are you guys doing? I see y'all bringing it. And he's the one who told me about the CrossFit main site. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is my, that what y'all was like following at the time was main site? Yeah. Yeah. That Oof. was it. Uh, my you don't first, mind, get just a little bit closer to your mic. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got <laughs> okay. you. I got you now. All right. So y'all was following main site at the time? Yeah, I followed the main site. And the very first workout I did was uh, Fight Gone Bad. But it, Ooh. Was, it was the Fight Gone Bad that had five rounds because mm. I remember quitting on the third and thought yeah. this, is, this is dumb. I did it with two friends yeah. who never, ever did CrossFit again <laughs> after that. No, I don't think they should. Yeah, I'm like, that's <laughs> a, or that's would a, or want to. That's a rough first first CrossFit workout, man. Yeah, we, we didn't have a... a 
barbell we'd use like dumbbells for like the push press but it was oh it was it was awful like, yeah we, we were like what are we doing <laughs> why are we doing this you yeah. know we don't have to do this. i think that every time <laughs> that i when i still do that workout i don't think it's the worst but it's not fun like i don't look forward to that it. workout will is one of those workouts no matter what fitness level you're at it's going to be bad yeah it's, because you can always do more yeah it's, it's or go faster there was one time, uh, actually the first time that I ever did it, Dad was, uh, me and him was going at the same time. Because, you know, we had to, like, do it in stations and stuff, you know, as you yeah. usually do. Well, me and him was doing the same one, same station at each one. Um, and so we started out with the wall balls, and as soon as I, I dropped the ball and he dropped the ball, and we was, like, kind of catching our <laughs> breath real quick for, like, that first minute, I looked at him and said, how many did you get? He said, 21. And I had just gotten twenty, so I immediately just picked the ball up and started going again. One. I was not about to let him beat me. That's what but, you get, Terry. Yes, yeah, what you get. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember thinking, like, seeing some of the CrossFit, like people posting. You know, that's oh, that's what people crazy. people would always post their 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 reps or whatever. Oh, yeah, and I would see like three twenty three something, and on the first round when I ended up with like forty something, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? what? <laughs> Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe. Are yeah. You talk, it, are you sure this is like calories, not meters yeah. that we're rowing? Yeah. Right, dude. That's a big difference. It's but. a very big difference, man. So you did fight going back the first time. Did you immediately come back the next time you came to the gym? It was like, I want to do this again. Yeah, I, I stayed with it because it was it was challenging. It was something mm. different. And, yeah. But I remember being like using the machines and doing the leg presses. And mm. I remember... There was another workout like a couple weeks later where it was like 225 back squat. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. I got like a 450 leg press. So <laughs> I put on 45s on each side in the rack. And then I put the 135 pounds on my back and I yeah. squatted. And I was like, okay, that's kind of heavy. <laughs> I was like, I think I got it. So I, yeah. put, I put the other 45s on. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can leg press 450. I, I can do 225 back squat. Right. No problem. <laughs> and you talking about the loudest clang and bang that you've heard mm. in the corner of a Globo gym <laughs> where I failed a two. I just like got it on my back when I went down, like me and the weight and everything just fell backwards. <laughs> right. Like, okay. I can't squat 225. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leg press and hey. back squats are two completely different things. People and don't understand it either. People it's don't like, understand that, I'm man. I'm like, man, whenever you tell me you can leg press like, and you take pictures and put it on Instagram mm -hmm. of like 500 club, I'm like, I bet you can't really back squat 185. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't hey, doing leg day. It's yeah. probably true. Leg yeah. press is accessories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not a main lift. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty epic fail. I, yeah, I, I was I was humbled pretty fast. Did you get a lot of looks with that? Yeah, yeah, and a couple people actually offered to help me. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. I can clean this up. <laughs> so was y'all was y'all doing this like a part of a kind of a quote unquote class, or you no, just this, you followed main site and just came in whenever you this, came in? This did was it? me solo. Like I didn't really know Brad or Alex. Like I right. said, I when after I talked to Brad, I I, I started kind of following it on my own. Yeah, and there was a couple people who were like that would see me doing it. Like one of the old coaches, Jeff Snyder. So yeah. he, he would see me doing some things, and he would kind of like come like coach me up a little bit. So it was just me kind of solo until we right. started the uh, Rocket City on over there at the other place. So. It is cool because at that time, I think .dot com was the only thing you could really find workouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because nowadays you can find them anywhere, but it's like dot com was it. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was it. <laughs> you did what they posted. Because do you see any of the guys from the games now? Oh, that... yeah. Well, see, that was my my thought process was that 
man, I, I bet in 10 years, by the time I hit 40, yeah, like I'll be ready for the games. Like I'll, I'm <laughs> after watching the games the first year, and, I, and then I forgot that you know Chris Spiller and yeah. all, like Dan Bailey, all these guys are my age too. So it's like, <laughs> okay, they're they're still going to be fit too. So yeah, at, at 40, I was like, okay, so I'm still just going to train to be a spectator. <laughs> train to be a spectator. Um, no, that's a shirt. That's a hey. shirt right <laughs> yeah. there. That's awesome. I mean, you you do. I mean, it's like have you ever <laughs> been to be a spectator. I like that. We're hey. gonna keep that in our back pocket. Yeah. Have you ever like been to an event like where it's like outdoors, yes. like and everybody's like their shirts off? I'm yeah. like, dude, why yeah, are yeah. you not out there competing? Yeah. I look at this. Yeah. It's uh, like I can't fit in with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the rogue tent. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see what the, what the dealers what kind got. of shirts they got. Yeah, let me go buy some more gear to make yeah. me look more fit. <laughs> Do you think these shoes will make me squat more? <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, so after that, you you went straight with them over to where they did it, like in the second floor of Rocket City. Yes, or of 24 seven where they did Rocket City. Yes, yes. So you're one of those people that like. Was slamming bars and stuff, making all the people down below being like, "What is going on up there?" And it was <laughs> always awkward because you know I I would go and after the workout I would shower. Sometimes people would still be up there working out, and and then when you're in the locker room mm-hmm. and it's just boom 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 above your head, and people <laughs> like, "I wish they would get them people out of here." And yeah. I'm and like, "You're one of them. I'm people. one of those people." And it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, me too." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, I will." <laughs> They just Nobody <laughs> get me out of here. Nobody <laughs> wants out of that little room more than yeah. us. Like it, it was pretty miserable. And every now and then, Alex would program. And I think I said something to you, Eric, uh, the other day about a 400 meter walking lunge. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, there was a little track up the up the upper floor where you would, and he would every now and then have us do like walking lunges around that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And then you turn the corner, you're like, oh, I'm dead. It's, it's not easy. It sucks. But, yeah, I, that, that little room, I don't think anybody has the story, though, of that locker room because one time there was a big bang, mm-hmm. and it was not deadlifts. What was it? Uh, it Jason Bigger, I think. Oh, I believe no. he was in the uh, locker room, and okay. someone discharged a weapon. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, someone was taking their gun out of their uh, off their side, their holster, and <laughs> yeah. shot into the floor and i, I believe i, I want to say that jason bigger was either in there or was around there when it happened <laughs> oh my yeah. god so they had that. to put a sign you know whenever you walk into a place <laughs> when you yeah. walk into a place and you see one of those signs about you know don't play with the lines it, right it it usually happens because someone did it so <laughs> right it, at the front door of the gym is please leave your weapons in your vehicles. Oh, and my God. That dude. sign was put there. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that is nuts. So was it, do you, do you know who it was? That did I don't know who it was. I, I was like, I, I, I thought maybe it was like a police officer or something yeah. that maybe... But I was like, no, they have they have training. But it was apparently it was just some some random guy. And but yeah, that that was that was pretty funny story. Uh, that's man, that's not a good look. It sounded, <laughs> I imagine, probably about as bad as Alex dropping the eight hundred pound deadlift. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Have you ever been around a gun that fired indoors? Mm-mm. So I have. I'm not going to tell you the story why. It's kind <laughs> of embarrassing, but. Um, I, I've been around a firearm that went off inside, and it is not like what it is in the movies. <laughs> it is not 
quiet or anything by no. no means. And then what happens is it it's a huge bang, and then all of a sudden all the sound just goes away. Yeah. And it was just a twenty two mm-hmm. that went off, and all the sound goes away, and you hear. <laughs> for a little bit and then slowly I'm talking about really slow the world starts to come back to you and you're like we're just in a room like that's it you know so but we won't go too far into this <laughs> I won't tell it on the podcast I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you guys later it's kind of funny but anyways um, so you mentioned kind of earlier that you had surgery yes um, and you had surgery donating a kidney to somebody that's correct okay so from start to finish, tell us about the process of how that happened, how you... Because I know a little bit about it, but I don't know all about it. Mom okay. told me a good chunk of it, so okay. I'd like to hear it in your own words of what okay, I, how I'll, that came about. I'll give you kind of like the highlights. I got a good friend, Josh May, and okay. he doesn't care for me using his name, so that's, that's in the clear. Uh, okay. He... A few years back, started having some issues with his kidney, and of course, I, I didn't know any of this. Right. Uh, but the funny thing is, right as he started having the issues with his kidney, his church was hosting a 5K run, mm-hmm. and during the 5K run, he was struggling. You know, couldn't really run. So I, I finished first because if you're not first, you're last. Right. So, <laughs> So, and when I finished first, you know, everyone at our church, we, we, our churches do a lot of camps together. So anyway, I I finished and I ran back and helped him finish running the 5k. Yeah. But I didn't, at this time he was already having health issues and Mm -hmm. I never, he never mentioned anything about it. Last year at one of our camps in July, uh, his wife is a nurse Mm -hmm. and I had on a sleeveless shirt. And, you know, my, my giant, huge muscles and <laughs> bulging veins in my arm. Yeah, dude, you had to, like, walk in sideways <laughs> just to get in here. Yeah. So, no, I, I have skinny, scrawny arms, and <laughs> she noticed that my blood veins were protruding from my arm. She's like, oh, my God, I love when people like you come in the office. Right. I was like, oh, wow. She's like, because look at those. Those are so easy to stick. I was yeah. like, yeah. I, and <laughs> that is the conversation that led into me being informed. Right. She said, oh, what kind of blood are you? And I was like, uh, oh, positive. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, you wouldn't happen to have a kidney we could have, do you? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just just like that. So it was like, I was like. Yeah, I think I got two. I was yeah, like, I uh, think I got a spare line around here somewhere. <laughs> I was like, I, not that I know of. Wow, who needs a kidney? And she's like, uh, Josh does. I was like, what? When, yeah. when did this happen? She's so she like, dropped a bomb on you then. Yeah, yeah, she's like, well, this we haven't really made it public. You know, our family knows. We've had some mm-hmm. people try. And that's that's kind of what started the whole conversation. So, yeah. Uh, of course, you know, I, I do everything uh, I do with prayer and trying, right. trying to re- be guided spiritually. Yeah. So I left from that conversation was thinking, oh, my gosh, he's been dealing with this. Like, yeah, I, I every time I've seen him, he's had this issue and he's never even spoke about it. He's never yeah. posted anything about sharing, needing a kidney. And it just kind of worked out, man. And, and so I went and talked to my wife and I was like did you know Josh needs a kidney? And she was like, no. I was like, well, he's, he's on the donor list. The list is pretty long. Yeah. At, 
I've heard this list are ridiculous. Yeah, so it was like he had two family members attempt, mm-hmm. and they made it through the genetic, which they do blood work, and you have to match so many genetic markers. Yeah. And they passed that part, but they did not pass the uh, kidney study where they collect urine for 24 hours. So uh, I had to go through all that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, going into that, my wife and I was like, you know, we looked up the statistics uh, if you're a blood relative, mm-hmm. a sibling, then you are, a, it's about a 25 to 50% chance that you will be a match for a kidney donation. Really? So mm-hmm. you're, you're not even guaranteed 50% even by being a blood sibling. So like a, a blood sibling. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got you. Cause I didn't, I thought you said like a blood relative there for a second. Yeah. Blood I, relative or because yeah. he had, he had a cousin, a first cousin mm-hmm. who matched the genetic markers. Yeah. But, your kidney, your functions have to be healthy enough. So. Right. And so what was it with your blood type that, do you have like a, is O, you said O negative or O positive? Mine was O positive. Is that the universal? I think it is because uh, I, I. Yeah, I'm not sure. I it, think it is. Yeah, because I get contacted by Life South like every other week. About, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you probably are the universal yeah, type. I, I've, I've probably donated about five gallons of blood. I used to, I used to do it like regularly. And apparently, my blood is considered baby blood. Okay. And so that's what our conversation was about. Was I give <laughs> I give blood all the time. So yeah. my veins kind of look like a a junkie. They kind of got track marks <laughs> in them. Right. But yeah, that was a. So we we walked away from that. And was like you know, you know if 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 I'm a match, then it's meant to be. So, right. So. Hmm. Yeah. It, it and you went through all of that, and it was it was a match. Yeah, it correct. Was, yeah, I matched one. You have to match one of six. Yeah. So they live in uh, Huntland, Tennessee. Okay. And my stomping grounds. <laughs> that's where I used to live. My uh, my grandfather stayed around Lincoln County, so I, I don't I, I don't doubt that my my grandpa might have you know shed some seed in that area right <laughs> my, my dad told me papa was a rolling stone matter of fact a year and a half ago i just found out i got an uncle really yeah who's like two years older than me three years older than me papa yeah. was a rolling stone yeah he, he's he's in indiana oh man <laughs> right. far then yeah he, he, he was all over so uh anyway we yeah, matched the one of one of six and then my kidneys were super healthy matter of fact i found out that both of my kidneys, left and right, have two major arteries going through it, which typically only 30% of the population has <clears throat> one kidney that has two main arteries going through it. Wow. So, so they, you're just a rarity, dude, like yeah, all the way down. Well, I, I, I guess I had what he needed. So yeah. kind of, it, it gave the doctors some options as far mm-hmm. as which kidney to take, and it gave them options of which arteries to use. But one of the things that I was kind of – it was kind of weird was mm-hmm. I asked Josh, I'm like, what are they going to do with your kidneys? Like, mm-hmm. do they just leave them in there? Or, or he's like, Oh yeah, they leave them in there. I was like, what do they, where do they put my kidney? And he, he showed me and the spot next to his groin right there mm-hmm. in his leg. He was like, they put it right here. And, and I was like, I don't <laughs> like that idea. Like <laughs> put, it, put it where the kidney goes. Not, yeah. not yeah. there. That's, it's kind of a weird spot. Yeah. But they, it makes sense because they put it there because all the plumbing, is there right 
Hmm. I didn't realize anybody that receives a kidney is walking around with three kidneys. <laughs> I didn't know that I either. Didn't either. I thought they took out the bad one and put it in. No, no, <laughs> he, he's just got three kidneys, so he's wow. even weirder than me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that whole process of like you, whenever you actually had the surgery itself, what was that like? The going up to like that first week of going up to it. What did you have to do to prepare for that? Uh, we, you know, our, like I said, our churches do a lot of, uh, community work and yeah. it was pretty neat because his church and my church came together and though, I think it was the week before we went up, mm-hmm. uh, of course we had to go get tested for COVID. I had to go up to Vanderbilt and get a whole, they had to do a, uh, I forget what it's called. They pump some stuff into your bloodstream. Yeah. Uh, some type of contrast and okay uh but w- once all that stuff was approved like the week leading up we went and got tested for covid and made sure we didn't have that okay and would that have like made you it would have made us we would have had to wait okay if, if one of us would have tested positive for covid then right. we would have had to wait until we had a negative test which would have put our surgery our donation transplant date out right. of 2020 and into 2021 right because <laughs> We did our donation on December 10th. Right. Okay. So. I was about to ask, because like, whenever you said that, it made me think, would COVID actually make you, I don't know, like mess anything up? Because, I mean, COVID has some weird things, side effects after a while that it does. Some of the medicine that they were treating mm-hmm. people with COVID was causing kidney function right. issues and so my, my wife was like really, really like super paranoid yeah. about you know, you need to wear a mask. You need to do this, and of right. course, I'm I'm not <laughs> triple an, mask. <laughs> I, I'm not an anti-masker, like right? I, but you know, I'll, if if I want services somewhere, but she was like, you need to wear a mask everywhere, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So I, I did what she said because I love my wife. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it was uh my my nerves, of course, because I had heard that mm-hmm. the surgery was worse on the donor than it was the recipient. And uh, that that showed itself to be true. Yeah. Because like the night post surgery, Josh comes walking down to my <laughs> room without oh. without <laughs> what without, a, with, without a walker. He's yeah. like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And I'm over there like just crumbled over. Like I, I was. My wife could tell you uh, the first few days was a struggle. Yeah. Because. One of the things that you have to do before they will let you leave is Mm -hmm. to, they pump your body full of nitrogen to make room to extract the kidney. Okay. So they pump your body full of nitrogen to create that space. So whenever they seal everything back up, Mm -hmm. a lot of that gas is still left inside (laughs) of you and it has to absorb into your intestines and has to come out somewhere. Okay. So. I felt like I had been training for this moment all my <laughs> life <laughs> because everywhere that I've went, I've always gotten in trouble for yeah. flagellants. Yeah. And in school, in the army, my <laughs> my drill sergeant when I was in the army called. I didn't me. know you was in the military. Yeah, yeah. I oh, was cool. In, yeah, I w- went in the delayed entry program, but when I was in when I was in basic training, my mm-hmm. drill sergeant he nicknamed me Pumba. <laughs> from the lion king nice he i did so many push-ups yeah front back goes for for flagellants that he made me go to the doctor they changed up my diet 
They gave me medicine, yeah, and it still did not work. So when I'm in the hospital and they tell me, when I'm in the hospital and they tell me that you have to do this before we'll let you leave, I looked at my wife and winked, and I was like, "We got this, baby. (laughs) (laughs) This is my moment. This is my moment. Here we go. Oh man, dude, that's awesome. I've always said there's two kinds of people: people that fart during V ups and liars. (laughs) Yes. So, so. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Like I was, my bowels were not working. It was really. It was. It was. So I did. I was supposed to. The transplant was on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be able to get out Saturday. Okay. I ended up having to stay till Monday. Oh. It it wasn't until like Sunday, or yeah, Sunday morning at like five a.m. when I finally rolled over and it was like. (laughs) All at once. And it said, and my wife was asleep next to me. And she rolled, whenever, when it rolled out, my wife said, praise God, and started clapping. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And I looked at her. I said, I want you to remember this moment for the rest of our lives. Because there was one time when you was thanking God that I was able to pass gas. And she was. So. Unfortunately, I don't get that response now. Right, right. (laughs) No. I'll be sitting next to her on the couch, and then she'll look at me with disgust, and I'll just look at her face. I remember that time. You praise the Lord for that. (laughs) You just got to say, I'm just making sure. Yeah, (laughs) just making sure. (laughs) So... (laughs) That is awesome. But my, my friend Josh, like, man, that guy, like, two days later, he Mm -hmm. was like a brand new man. Like, he... He was walking around without the thing, and I was like, I envied him because I was like, I wish yeah. I felt that good. And he <laughs> right. Was like, he was like, man, he apparently the nurse that he had mm-hmm. in her six years of doing it, the way that they can really tell how good the kidney is working is by how much uh, urine you they collect yeah. within first twenty four hours because your kidney kind of everything passes through there, and he had a lot of water retention. Yeah. And in that first 24 hours, he had 17 liters of <laughs> urine collected. Jeez. Oh, my 17, God. I think it was seven. I think he said 17. And that nurse was like, that's the most we've ever seen in that amount of time. Like, <laughs> you're, that kidney is working good. So he just never stopped. Yeah, just, he just started and didn't stop. <laughs> of course, they have a catheter in there. So yeah. it's yeah. like, it's, he, he had to keep his in for like two days. I only kept mine in for... The next day, they took mine out. Yeah. And I was like, and man, they were order, ordering food, like having food brought up mm-hmm. there. They were eating chewies and eating. <laughs> oh, like, man. They were, and I was like, I couldn't eat anything for like three days. It was awful. Yeah. Huh? And then finally, my wife hadn't ate anything, and I had didn't get nauseated very much, but I had just, she went to go get pick up the food. Yeah. And I had got so nauseated from the pain medicine. So when they brought the pain medicine in, about 10 minutes later, I was got I'm about to get sick. So I called the nurse. She brought something for nausea. And then five minutes after she brought the nausea medicine, my wife walks in with Chewies. <laughs> and mm. as soon as she walks in, I'm just like. <laughs> so, so you made her eat in the hall. <laughs> I was like, can you go eat that with Josh? And, and yeah. And, and, and he's, <laughs> she's like, are you serious? I'm like, well, I, I'm sorry. I'm. She just she just threw the food away. Oh, <laughs> I, I felt bad because she hadn't yeah. had anything. But anyway, how uh how far were y'all's rooms from each other? 
They put us like on the other end of the halls, but I, they do that <laughs> intentionally, I think, to encourage one another to get up and go walk to visit. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got so, you then. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty wild uh experience. Like I said, it was it was uh it was painful, mm-hmm. but also rewarding. Right. So, mm-hmm. so then after that, um, what was your recovery like? coming back to where you felt at least like kind of normal like you feel do you feel no- normal now i feel more normal now than i have in a in a long time like like okay. doing doing ghd sit-ups like that had been the one thing that i have not done and since returning to working out like that yeah. was that was the one thing that i was afraid of the most because of that extension and how yeah you know they the weird thing is is they they cut me vertically on the inside, so all of my muscle tissue was cut vertically. Yeah, but on the outside, it was cut horizontally. So, hmm. so they had to take like a like a demo saw to get through those steel abs, right? They, yes, they <laughs> yeah. did. So yeah, yeah, that was that was they pretty much they had to they had to use the laser to get through it. Right. So. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so how long did it take for you before? How many weeks was it again before you was actually able to come back and start training again? Uh, I couldn't do anything. Any, I couldn't lift anything over five pounds for six weeks. Oh man! Wow. So like you're talking about going to the grocery store. But that was kind of awesome. And <laughs> it was kind of awesome. But then again, it was it was like I can't. I started to grab the milk, and my wife's like, eh. "I was like, is that I, over five pounds?" Well, it's not really five pounds. No, but she didn't. Yeah. To, because mm. just habit. You you know. Right. You, I don't just grab the milk bag i'll start grabbing and she's like that's over five pounds yeah like, so it, it was six weeks and then they didn't tell me this pre-surgery they, yeah they told me that i would be able to return to activities after mm-hmm. six weeks uh but they when i went back for my follow-up at mm-hmm. six weeks they told me that i should not lift anything over 50 pounds for at least 50 to 100 pounds for okay. six months. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was six weeks. I was like, well, if you're going to be doing weightlifting with your core, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't put anything more than 50 to up. And I was like, well, I was very active before. So, yeah. So that was a kind of a damper because I thought I was going to get to go full steam. Mm-hmm. Right. You thought he was going to go and do Fran the next day, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but I honestly wouldn't have because it just didn't feel right. Like it, it, everything in my core was it felt like it was super weak. So right. there was no way I was going to start like lifting heavy after six weeks. So, hmm. but yeah, the being able to actually move and stuff was, yeah, was six weeks. Wow. So, and then, okay. You said it's like six months. So you still, do you still kind of go kind of light or you just kind of just push the doctors off? Well, I, I went light until I started feeling better. Like you know, I'm yeah, I'm 43 years old. I, I've been working out since you know I've over well over 20 years. Been yeah, doing CrossFit for a long time. So I used to try to tell my body to shut up, mm-hmm. but <laughs> when you start hitting that 35 to 40 range you start to learn that, okay, maybe your body's <laughs> really smart and you need to tell your brain to, to, to be quiet. <laughs> right. Because, uh, you know, once your your cartilage starts to go in your knees and stuff. So I, I've learned to kind of listen to my body some. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was uh, I didn't do anything over 95 pounds 
until about three months. Okay. So I, I kind of set little miniature goals. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm not going to do anything over this. And if it doesn't feel good, I don't do it that day. Right. So I, I, I started just kind of doing lighter. They, I was way ahead of schedule for the weightlifting part. Like, yeah, I actually, I was telling, telling Eric, you know, before I was released for the six month, I, I was already squatting 225. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, Nice. I, I kind of I kind of push it around four to five months is whenever I started getting up to around one thirty five <clears> on uh, deadlifts and stuff. Right. So. Oh my God! It has been six months since December, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. This year's rolling too. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's going fast. <laughs> like, Gross. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> um, so you did you do what? Okay, let me back up. Is there a lift that you do that's like, okay, this one doesn't feel too great? Like, yes. Even steel? Yes, that, that front squat today. Front squats? <laughs> yeah, that, mm. that did not, it didn't feel, my, like I said, it, it's a core issue. Yeah. So I, what I felt like I should be able to do on front squat, like I felt like I should be doing around 185 on the front squat and 155 really was compressing my core to where it yeah. didn't feel good, so... Wow. So, kind of a little bit of a left turn. Do you go and, like, crack jokes to your friend um, <laughs> who you uh, gave your kidney to? Just been like, you know, you always carry a little piece of me with you everywhere oh, you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I always tell, always told him we're pretty much family now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, we, we are. We're, we're blood relatives. Like, he's, yeah, now. He's, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, now. But yeah, it, it, we we cut up like he's he's a prankster too and a right. joker. So yeah, I, I give him that all the time. Man, that's awesome. I would mm-hmm. be like if I ever went out to eat with him, or like just see him drinking cokes. Like, don't put that in my kidney. <laughs> well, you know, I, something like that. I did. I did make it. Uh, uh, make him agree to something. I was like, yeah, because when we ran that five k, and that was with one of the awesome things is whenever I went through the whole approval process. Yeah. The day that they called me and they were like. You know, Mr. King, you've been approved. Uh, the team of physicians yeah. has agreed that you are a viable candidate, and that. And they asked me, they was like, "Do you want to call Josh, or would you like for us to contact him?" I was like, "Oh no, I want to call him." Yeah, yeah. Why so, wouldn't you want to call him? You know. So I called. If you him, knew I, him personally, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, I called him, and I was like, "Hey, Josh, what are you doing?" And I forget what he was doing, and I said, "Hey, man, you remember uh, when when you ran that five k?" He's like, oh yeah, when I almost died, I was like, yeah. So like, you remember when I ran back to help mm-hmm. you finish that race? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I was like, well, guess what? Looks like I'm gonna get to help you finish another race. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. And yeah. he was like, I got chills when you said that. <laughs> he was like, he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm approved, man. I get, yeah, because. The thing with him is that he didn't want to get his hopes up because yeah. people had tried and, and failed. So through the whole process, every time I would tell him, hey, this went good, he was like, well, good. Okay, then this went good. So that moment, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. like This, this, this is happening. This yeah. is real. <laughs> and he was, he was like, so you, you sure you want to go through with this? And I was like, dude, this is it's too late now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's I'm okay. like let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, of course, that, that, was, uh, that was one of the neat things is because – he had wanted to get into shape, and he had told me uh, back then during that 5K, he's like, man, I need to get in shape. I need to come work out with you. Yeah. So I told him, I said, well, Josh, when, when you get this kidney in you, 
you're going to have to come with me and work it out some because I got to have that kidney in shape. So, <laughs> and he, he agreed to it, but we, we still hadn't got together yet, but I, yeah. I, I might let him take me fishing first and then we can go work out. <laughs> there we go. We nice. Can, we can do some five pound bass lifts. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So what was the recovery like for, for him though? How, how long was it for him? His, I think, was a little bit quicker, but he had a setback, man. Like he, uh, about a month after, he ended up getting COVID. Oh, and so he was like, it was a bad, like he was struggling. He yeah, was, he felt terrible, and he was like, he, after spending a few weeks of feeling great, yeah, with his new kidney and feeling fine, he just took like a turn for the worse. Yeah, and unfortunately, the COVID symptoms. Mm-hmm. And everything that came along with COVID was very similar to the uh, kidney rejection. Ooh. So his doctor was like, we need to, they had to take him back to Vanderbilt. With COVID? Yeah. 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 To do a biopsy on his kidney to make sure the kidney was still functioning. Right. Mm. And so they were, I remember him texting me and telling me, and I was like, like, I, I, I I was praying. I was like, yeah. God, I know you didn't let us go through this just for that. Yeah, just for it to fail. Yeah, I was like, so it's it's so we were we were praying and believing that it was just COVID, and sure enough, the biopsy results showed the kidney was working fine. Man, and they that's actually awesome. diagnosed him with pneumonia. Mm. Oh, so he was in the hospital for like two or three days. That's not awesome. <laughs> no, no, but it's. I guess if you if he had to choose, he would rather take yes. pneumonia. Yeah, for real. Yes, o- over a kidney failure. Absolutely. So especially like a kidney rejection too. That would yeah. be awful. Yeah, that was a, that wouldn't have been good because that, the kidney had been working for like a, a a month. So yeah. But after he got uh got rid of the pneumonia and everything, oh he's I, I when I see him now he's he's better than he's ever been. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 neat. Like I said, it's rewarding because. You know, he's got a daughter that's playing high school softball and basketball, and their teams are, like, really good. So, yeah. And he's he's there. His daughters go to Huntland, too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they just – they had a really good basketball team this year. They got yeah. – they finished second in state in softball. Oh, wow. So, like, for them. Wa- watch, <laughs> watching him there at all the games yeah. and knowing that he's there and, and good health is, is yeah. rewarding. So, to know that, that he doesn't have to be there and be, be sick. So he doesn't have to go and get right. He can actually enjoy it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. man, that's that's awesome, dude. That's an awesome story. Now, mom told me that you've also you wrote a book before, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was released during the height of the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> nice. So I was like, everybody, there was a stay home order. Yeah. So everybody, order your book, <laughs> and like thirty six people did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> No, it, it was it was really weird because like I it was something that I was excited about, mm-hmm. but at the same time it was such a rough time in our nation and mm-hmm. and the world. It's like yeah, I didn't want to be selfish trying to promote my book when right. people were struggling and with fear and everything. But yeah, I, I released a book uh, last March. Okay, it, and it was published by Trilogy Christian Publishing, hmm, which okay. is a but the book's called Wayward Warrior. Wayward Warrior. Yes. Okay. It's it's about a, a person in the Bible that a lot of people haven't heard about. Okay. Or if they have, they don't really know a lot about him, but his name is Jephthah. Who? Jephthah. 
Okay. You're right. You found another one who does not know who that is. <laughs> in the book of Hebrews, okay. they have like these, what they call a hall of faith. And they mention David, Noah, Moses, John, like all the Christian early, yeah. early leaders, all the, the Israel leaders. But then it mentions one person and it says, it mentions Jephthah. Mm-hmm. And it says who Tom would fail to mention. So I was like, wow, when I read that, so I read up about Jephthah. And huh. hmm. Jephthah was, like I said, the book is loosely based on Jephthah, but it tells a lot of my personal story as well. Right. Is it a, is it a fiction? Or is no, it, it is nonfiction. Okay, yeah. it's nonfiction. It's, it's more like a almost like a biography, and then it's kind of an inspirational. It, it, but it follows along the story of Jephthah, okay. which is in the Book of Judges. Okay, and just a brief summary is Jephthah. It starts off saying he was a mighty man of valor. Mm-hmm. It says, but his mother was a harlot. Okay, and his siblings had him cast exiled because they didn't want him to receive his father's inheritance Ah, hmm. based on his mother's past. Right. And I really related to that in my life through certain circumstances because, you know, as a, as a Christian, you receive certain promises from God, but there are certain people who don't want you to have those promises based on certain things that happened in your life. Right. So Jephthah, was outcast and it says he went and joined together with worthless men okay so i have also joined together with worthless men not here today right i'm, I'm here with some gentlemen and scholars oh well, thanks <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> but in, in my past I, yeah. I, I because part of my my story was uh what a lot of people when i share in the book also is that I went to Buckhorn High School and Hazel Green High School, lived mm-hmm. in Newmarket. But in my senior year in high school, I witnessed uh, my friend shoot and kill another friend. Mm. Ooh. And that was what kind of triggered me to go into the Army. Yeah. So I thought I was going to do a good thing by going into the Army right. to mm-hmm. get away from all this. And I ended up getting in the Army and banding together with worthless men. mm <laughs> Because people in the army do bad stuff too, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that was I went there and I got kind of worse off than I was, and so it's kind of a story of 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 redemption and 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 my personal testimony of of how uh, God redeemed me and restored me. And whenever yeah. when I came to Jesus, I I was pretty raw like i had bleach blonde hair i had a, my labray pierced tongue pierced uh i had a sticker on the front of my honda accord that said larry flint for president <laughs> so when i showed up to this this when i showed up to this little this little country church yeah and god saved me yeah it was i i, I was kind of people were trying to tell me that I needed to get rid of the earrings. I needed to get rid of this, get rid of that. And the whole time I was just trying to find out who I was. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So it was, there were some people that kind of pushed me away. So, there, you know, there a lot of stories in there about my early walk with, with Jesus. Right. So, hmm. but, That's pretty cool. So it's Wayward Warrior? Yeah, Wayward Warrior. i have to check it out. But what's, what's <laughs> neat about the story of Jephthah was that 
there was, and the subtitle of the book is Revival of the Resisted. Mm-hmm. Jephthah was resisted, and when it came time for them to fight the Ammonites, uh-huh. they didn't have anyone to lead them. The Israelites didn't have a leader or a warrior. Yeah. So they were trying to find who was going to lead them in battle, and they went and got Jephthah <laughs> and said, if... If you lead us in battle, we'll make you leader over us. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like in our time, in our society, there are people who have been pushed away from the body of Christ because of certain things that have happened out of their control. Right. You know, there's some things that have happened that happened in my life. Like, you know, my, my ex-wife divorced me. Yeah. And something that I didn't want that I didn't desire. But, you know, when someone wanted out, it and I felt defeated. I felt like I'm useless. I felt like I can never be used again. Yeah. But I feel like there are people in that same situation who have counted themselves worthless when God says they're still. Yeah. When it's not true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That God can still use you. Yeah. And that's where Jephthah was as he felt abandoned. But then there came a time when his people needed him. And I feel like there are a lot of people that, have been kind of outcast because of the situation that God needs them right in this time. So that's what the book's about. So that sounds awesome. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. <laughs> it's so you're about to sell a thirty eight <laughs> copy. <laughs> All right. But I, I do want everyone to know because a lot of people, especially when we when we deal with fitness and, and especially yeah. like CrossFit, you know, you you wonder how that relates into your faith. But I just want everyone to know that y'all y'all realize that that Jesus himself was a crossfitter, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Hey, no. who, who do you think holds the world record for grace? <laughs> oh my god. Pun 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 pun. That Take was, that, Eddie Hall. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Jesus is the world record holder for grace. No one can beat him. Oh Jeez. man. He's, and oh, he's, man. He's, he's the true crawl. He was he was fit on a cross. He carried it. But yeah. that was good. Grief. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great place to end, end the episode right there, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, all right, Justin, it's been real great to have you on. I'm glad you, you got to come on. I'm glad you got to tell us that story. Um, yeah, it was awesome. That was an experience. Yeah. yeah. Just listening to it. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sitting here in the room with you that's awesome man <laughs> yeah well, I, was, I got chills several times that was awesome well anyways um eric do you have any closing remarks you'd like no to that make? was great do you have yeah. any closing remarks appreciate you'd like it. to make justin no, man thank you guys for having us on i also want to say i, I appreciate you you guys and, and your your family for coming in and, and kind of revitalizing this place <laughs> like uh 20 the rocket city crossfit is yeah. definitely been blessed by what you guys have come and done hey man we needed yeah. it too yeah. yeah so yeah i mean like yeah. y'all y'all say y'all needed it we needed it too yeah y'all came in so. at a good time man so i just i just want to say i appreciate it well we appreciate yeah, you man. guys having us like yeah, you have for, sure. for real yeah. and that's not just to you that's to everybody listening <laughs> to you mm-hmm. so but anyways guys uh we appreciate you um tuning in um 
And uh, if you want to f- check us out on any other our social medias, find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube at uh, Rocket City CrossFit. And listen to us on our other podcast, The Secret Dungeon. And tune in next week when we have Jesus on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to like start going way more outlandish with that because I said your mom like a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And mom called me. She's like, I thought you was having Eric's mom <laughs> on the show. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, that's not what I meant, mom. <laughs> I was like, it was kind of a joke, like your, you know, like your yeah. mom joke, and she was like, "Oh, oh, well, I was expecting Eric's mom to be on the show." And I was like, "No, no, she knows nothing about crime." Yeah, <laughs> that's what she was. What she was saying. She was like, "What is what's Ursula going to say?" Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, I hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>